one shot, one life, helping you win with money, people, faith, work, health, and your hopes and dreams. We help you stop worrying and start winning. I will not waste my life watching the world go by. I've only got one shot, one shot, one life. Welcome your host, best-selling author, speaker, CEO, husband, and dad, Doug Fitzgerald on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, welcome to the show. We're glad you're here. This is a show where we help you stop worrying and start winning in the areas of money, people, faith, work, health, and your hopes and dreams. I'm Doug Fitzgerald, your host. We want to thank you for joining us today. We appreciate it. We're broadcasting in the heartland of America, Lincoln, Nebraska, the KLAN studios. I'm surrounded by an amazing team of people, some awesome guests in the studio today. We appreciate that. If you're watching on Facebook, you might notice something a little bit different. Josh is out. He's uh, under the weather a little bit, so we want to wish him the best, and uh, we want you to get back here, Josh, as soon as you can. Uh, but always doing a great job is our producer for today, Johnny K. Cadillac. Johnny, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. You know, I'm I'm bummed that Josh is sick, uh, but it's so great to be here. So great <laughs> to be in this role, and I'm honored to be able to fill in for him. What I love about our team is as soon as, you know, Josh said, you know, I'm not going to be able to make it. I mean, everybody jumped into high gear. Johnny, you're right in saying, hey, I'll help produce the show. Kenny Larrabee, who's running our and producing our Facebook uh, live feed today, he's running everything on that side. Kenny, thank you so much for doing that. He's our digital director, does a super job at Broadcast House. So he jumped in and said, hey, I'll take care of Facebook. And then we have all kinds of other people. Like I've got my wife waiting on the line. Tammy's there. We're going to talk to her in just a minute. Our guest today, Missy Girdlestone, good friend of mine for decades now. Uh, so she's here as well. And then we got Mike Campbell in the studio too. So just, just a fun studio uh, audience, actually. And we're going to be able to really dig into an important show. Today's show is Changing Lives. Uh, we've done this once before about a year ago. And um, we've got all kinds of feedback about how people really learned and grew, grew from what we shared. We're going to talk about money today, Johnny. We're going to talk about money, how it impacts people's lives, and uh, really how you can turn money into a blessing and not a burden in your life. I've had the pleasure of sharing um, and helping people with their money all along the way for decades now. I call it my you versus money system. It's an eight-step plan to help you stop worrying and start winning your battle with money. Uh, So let me ask you some questions, all right? So maybe you can see if you relate to this, because I think it's really important that we understand uh, how to dig into this. Let me ask you these questions questions see if you can uh, relate do you worry about money i found out that a majority of people that i work with always worry about money in some way shape or form do you lose sleep over it do you find yourself fighting with your spouse because of it one of the top things that spouses fight about is money are you tired of living paycheck to paycheck our economy now is really, you know, hurting people and inflation's going through the roof and we're fine. I'll, I have got some stats later on that I'll share about people living paycheck to paycheck, which is a majority of the country. Does your debt keep getting bigger and bigger while your hopes of maybe retirement or paying things that are really important to you get smaller and smaller? Um, are your hopes and dreams just for retirement evening or saving uh, for investments down the road or for a great vacation? Are they slipping away? Now, if you've answered yes to any of these questions, guess what? Today's show is exactly for you. So grab your notepad, grab some paper, grab a pen, and uh, we're going to share with you the eight-step game plan called You Versus Money. This is uh, going to really help you and, and those around you. And if you know somebody who could benefit from this, I highly recommend that you go out there right now, get them on the show, have them check it out. And if they're not able to listen to it live you can check it out on the podcast at any time johnny can you tell our listeners how they can check out the podcast any any pod uh audio podcast platform apple podcast spotify google Podcasts. we're everywhere one shot all one word one life all one word you can find us uh, on any of those podcast platforms. Yep. And you know what? This system has changed many, 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 many people's lives around the country, including the guests that we have today. A good friend, Missy Girlstone, is here. Uh, her and her husband have been implementing these financial principles uh, for years now, and she's going to share her experience and insight to help us out today uh, by sharing her biggest lessons that she's learned and some tips to help you along the way um, from somebody who's actually gone through the system and really turned their financial situ- situation around. If you've got a question or you've got a comment, we're going to Open up the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline at 402-479-1400. And you can also um, 
Give us a comment on the Facebook feed as well. Kenny will be monitoring that. Well, coming up in the One Shot, One Life show over the next couple of weeks, we've got some great guests uh, next Saturday, February 4th. Jesse Cunningham and crew from Wheels for Warriors USA is going to be here. They do incredible work for our veterans. Uh, I just love what they do. They refurbish motorcycles, and then they give them away to veterans for wind therapy. And I didn't know how impactful this was until I got to know them over the last year. Um, and I tell you what, along with that bike, they give them a year's worth of insurance, gas, training, and so much more, and they've impacted the lives of many veterans across the country, Uh, so Jesse will be in talking about that. Then on Saturday, February 11th, I'm really excited about this, Stu Kearns, our very own, is going to come in. He's a faith expert. He's a pastor in Lincoln, and we're going to engage in a raw, transparent conversation about faith. Stu is also a radio uh, host here at KLI, and he's been doing it for years. He's got a great show at 7 a.m. on Saturday mornings called Friendly Fire, so Stu will be joining us on the show on February 11th. All right, I want to wrap things up, uh, this first segment here, by sharing about my wife, Tammy, and I's battle with our own money. I think Tammy is on the line. Tammy, are you with us right now? Are you there? I am. Yay. Well, yep. thank, thank you for jumping on the line. We appreciate that. I'm going to share a little bit about our story. You can jump in at any time uh, with this, but okay. I just uh, really want to share with people how we struggle with this, how it, it was something that really turned our lives around and really the direction of our family around. Uh, and obviously you having the front, front row seat view, right, and experience with that, um, just how it really burdened us. But um, back in the late 90s, you and I had accumulated well over $35,000 in debt. It included credit card debt, car payments, student loans. And I know I often lost sleep about it because I didn't know what we were going to do. How did you, Tammy, how did you feel during that time? Because we had just had our first son, Dylan, and we were in debt. And a lot of times we didn't know how we were going to pay, you know, pay our bills. Um, I remember feeling anxious um, because my dream um, ever since we got married was someday when we have babies, I want to be able to stay home with them. And so I was a little fearful just that I was going to have to go back to work. Yeah, we were living paycheck to paycheck. I was a pastor at the time, pastor's salary, not very much. <laughs> and um, I, you know, as a, as a husband and as a, as a male, I think a lot of our responsibility and how we're uh, designed is that we want to care for our family. We want to take care of our family. And when we can't do that the way we want to, I know we feel like failures at times. And also, I remember, you know, your dream of staying home with the kids was something that I wanted to happen for you. But I also felt like I was failing at that because I knew at least with our financial picture, that wasn't going to happen unless certain things changed. So I remember um, shortly after we had Dylan, our first child, um, I remember seeing him stand up in his crib. I could see his eyes still. And I remember looking at him one night saying, where is his life going to go? Where are his hopes and dreams going to be? And I knew as a dad, if I couldn't figure out our financial situation, that some of those dreams might be taken from him if I didn't get things under control. Um, So I remember clearly feeling like that was the impetus for us to really get moving forward. Um, What did, you know, as we got started, Tammy, what was it like, you know, because we had to learn how to get on a budget. We didn't know what we were doing. Um, There weren't a lot of people actually talking about it. There was a guy named Ron Blue that we got his book, but we had a couple in our lives um, who really helped walk alongside us and they would counsel us along the way to help us with our finances. Do you remember that time? Yeah, I do. And and when we first started, it was really hard. I did I didn't like a budget. <laughs> that wasn't as, that wasn't as fun as, hey, do you want to go out to eat with this group? Yeah. It just made us stop and think about um every every purchase or every time we were going to um spend money, it just made us think about all of those things. Yeah, and I know uh, as we started the process, it really was the kick in my tail that I needed to get things going and get things moving. Um, we started working on our budget, like you said, which, you know, most people don't like working on a budget. But the reality is budgets can be fun if you have a purpose for wanting to get on a budget. So we did that. We saved up an emergency fund right away, which is really cool. And um, at the same time, we started tithing. And tithing was really important to us because it was a way to give back, but we were also blessed in the process. What do you remember about the process of, because I remember that first time we were, we tithed, we're like, how can we even afford this? But then God really worked in our lives to say, how could you not afford this? Yeah, there were um, a couple really fun God stories that happened once we started, I think it was even our first or second week of tithing at church. Um, One example I remember is, um, I wear contacts and that's right. I forgot and about they're this. pricey. 
they're pricey, right? And um, I lost one of them somehow. And I can't remember now how how I lost it, but putting them in or taking them out, and I could not find it. And I was sick to my stomach because that wasn't really in our budget to buy another pair of contacts at the time. And we did um, our tithe that week. And the following week, we got a piece of mail from our insurance company, which I didn't even know they did this, but it was like a, like a reimbursement for something or like we, (laughs) we, we paid too much or something. Anyway, that check was the exact price of a new pair of contacts. To the penny. Like to the, yes, yes. (laughs) I do remember that. Yeah, was, so awesome. Just affirm- I know you have another story too. Yeah, there's and it, yeah. That, that's just an affirmation of, you know, once you start getting on track with your finances, you know, everybody's situation's different and we're not here to tell everybody that, that there's one specific way, but there are principles that can help you uh, manage your finances in a way that it's going to be a blessing, like I said. So as that time went on, we um, got on a budget, we got an emergency fund, we paid off our debt. Actually, Tammy, I don't know if you remember this, we paid it off three years earlier than we anticipated. Do you remember that? Because we had over $35,000 in debt. And back then in the early 90s, that was a ton of money. Yeah. And I remember um, still the sheets that you had stapled together of um, what you would highlight and cross off each, I don't remember if it was each week or each month of just that debt paying off process and how fun that was when we got to the last page and how fun that was when you crossed off the last one. It was amazing. Yeah, so we we were able to pay off all that debt, and then in that that time was w- when the fun really began because then we were able to save up six months worth of living expenses. We were able to start giving more. We were able to pay for a lot of things that we had uh, dreamed about. You know, family trips, our college education for our kids. We started a couple of businesses, uh, and also being able to save up for retirement and more. What what do you remember most, Tammy? Once we paid off that debt and really started seeing some freedom, how how did that make you feel personally and emotionally? Um, I felt so much more at peace about everything. And I feel like, um, yeah, there was just new excitement. And and just because we had lived through that, it was so fun to start sharing that with other yes. people. Um, we just had a fire to share. It can be done. And just the feeling when you are debt-free just exactly how freeing that feels is amazing. Yeah, I agree with you. And we were so excited about it that I began the process of working with people because people would ask us like, what are you guys doing? How are you doing this? And so we just start sharing um, really the basic principles that we learned. And then over the years, put those principles into a format, what I call you versus money, eight principles that are just powerful. They're uh, proven. Um, they're, they're nothing new really, but they're proven to work. And I've seen them work now in so many people's lives that we shared it with, including our own. And that's why I'm really excited to share with our listeners today those specific steps, because I know it will change their life as well. So Tammy, is there anything else before you know before you jump off today that you want to share with our listeners? Um, I just have a question for you. Are Uh-oh. you going to talk about the the envelopes, the money envelopes? Yes, we will. Categories. Okay, good, good. Because that was really hard in the beginning, but then super fun as it went along. So I want to make, that's just a a great tip of a practical way that you can start doing that. Yeah. So we st- as we talked about budgeting, let's go ahead and talk about that for just, we got just a, a minute here, but we started out by literally budgeting every area of our lives and we did it totally by cash. So we didn't use our um, checkbooks at the beginning. We didn't use credit cards or anything, debit cards, because we didn't have those back then. But we would take the cash that we needed for the amount of money we knew we needed to spend for housing, for gas, for food, for um, expenses, and we would put those in envelopes, specific envelopes. And when that envelope was dry, what would we do? Well, when the Target envelope was dry, I would cry. <laughs> but then... But then I would be so excited for next month when we could replenish those envelopes. Yep. But, um, yeah. And that kept us on track. So perfect. It did. It did. Yeah. Yeah. And it's an easy way to do it. A lot of people will be freaking out. Like, cash. What is cash nowadays? Nobody even has cash. cash right. I still recommend people do that if you struggle. Cause like when you're out, you're out. But if you have a credit card, guess what? You go to target, mm-hmm. you go to the end cap and guess what? There's that thing you just have to have before you check out. And we don't want that. That's what keeps you off track. So, all right, Tammy, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate that. I can't wait to share more of our story throughout the show. 
You bet. Thanks. All right. Uh, well, uh, we're going to also hear from Missy Girdlestone. She's also in the studio. She's going to talk about her life with her family, with her husband, and how they really turned their financial situation around. We're going to take our first break here, and when we come back, we'll reveal to you, you versus money, an eight-step game plan to help you win your personal battle with finances. Plus, uh, the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline is open at 402-479-1400 if you want to text or you want to call in. And we're also monitoring our Facebook live feed as well. You are listening to One Shot, One Life on Lincoln's number one news and talk station, 1499.3 KLIN. One Shot, One Life is presented by Lincoln Coin and Bullion, where we treat each customer with respect and dignity. A customer who purchases $50,000 of gold is not treated differently than a customer selling a gold filling. Every customer uniquely contributes to our business success. You're listening to 1499.3 KLIN. You only have one shot in this amazing one life. Helping you make every single day count. This is One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, welcome back to the show, friends. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald, and we want to thank our One Shot, One Life show partners. We had an amazing group of local and regional businesses who helped us get everything out in 2022, and I deeply appreciate their help and their encouragement. So I want to give them a quick highlight. Lincoln Coin and Bullion, John Henry's Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, Casey Smile, uh, Youth for Christ of Lincoln, the Searcy Team of Home Real Estate, and the Medicare Solutions team with Mike Graham. We appreciate them. If your business would like to partner with us at One Shot One Life, you can get a hold of me directly by simply emailing me, Doug at KLIN.com, Doug at KLIN.com. Well, today's show is all about money and how to gain control of it so that you can live the financial life that you've always dreamed of. In the beginning segment, uh, I shared, along with my wife, Tammy, our personal family story of digging out of thousands of dollars of debt and ultimately how we gain control of our own financial situation. And then over the past 25 years or so, I've taken those steps and uh, used them to help people do the exact same thing. I call it you versus money, an eight-step game plan to help you win your personal battle with money. And the reason why I'm so passionate about it and teaching these basic money management principles is because people are hurting. Finances are a way that really hold people back. They cage them up. And if you don't know how to handle your money, which isn't being taught in our society at all today, which is shocking to me, it just gets harder and harder and harder to make it as time goes on, especially with the economy today. We've got inflation well over 10%. Cost of living is going through the roof. Um, and if you don't know how to successfully handle your money, it makes it so hard, if not impossible, to also teach our kids how to have a great relationship with finances as well as they grow up because we, we want the best for our kids and the way to do that is really help and serve them and, and a lot of t- times people feel guilty as they get to be adults and they're like I just don't know how to handle my money and they feel like failures but here's the truth listen close to me on this one uh, it's not your fault uh, our culture is not set up today to teach people how to handle their money but here's the problem it is the one of the top things everybody's going to have to deal with relationships yeah. and finances. It's just the way it is. Yeah, and we don't teach people how to do that. Yeah, I I'm not afraid to admit I am one of those people. I struggle struggle with money quite a bit. Um, that's honestly in my adult life. That's probably the number one thing I find myself stressing over. Yeah. In fact, Doug, I wanted to say when at the start of the show when you listed all those questions like on the money stresses. I was saying yes to just about all of them other than I don't fight with my spouse over money because <laughs> I'm not married. Not yet. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> and hopefully we'll get you to a point where you don't have to fight about it. Exactly. When you get married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, good. Well, thanks for sharing that. And, and uh, I appreciate that because, you know, Johnny... A lot of times when people call in or they have comments, um, so many other of our listeners have the same questions, yeah. right? And the same thoughts. And I appreciate that. As a matter of fact, we've been teaching this to people with great success. And in the studio, we have Missy Girdlestone, who's a great friend. Um, she's worked with me for decades now, and she's implemented these principles as well in her family situation and has had great results. So, Missy, um, we're going to have you kind of, first of all, welcome to the show. And I'm going to have you kind of share your story about where you were financially and why you chose or made a decision to help you know get your family's finances under control absolutely um we were our financial situation was just really bleak years and years ago and i would just we were at the point of trying to decide whether we were going to file bankruptcy we didn't know what we were going to do i would lay awake at night and try to figure out like what could i sell what side job could I do? Where could I move money around? And that was just to cover, the, just to keep our head above water and just to cover the bills every month. Um, and that wasn't doing anything extravagant. Right. Um, so 
it wasn't until we took the time to get the clear picture of our financial situation that I discovered that we barely even made enough money mm. to cover our basic bills. And there really wasn't any extra money for the debts or anything else at that point. So, you know, at that point, we kind of really had an income problem, right, too, you right. know. Um, but if we wouldn't have taken the time to get a clear picture of where we were, we wouldn't have known that. We wouldn't have known. So how did that impact your relationship with your husband? We we fought all the time. Mm. And that just added more to the stress and anxiety of the entire situation because I felt like, why can I not figure this out? Right. You know, and, and, you know, I, I work with numbers every day. So I'm like, why can I not figure this out? And, um, you know, so then I just was never sleeping. And so then I'm on edge and I'm, I've just, I would just stress about it all of the time. Yeah. How did that make Shane feel? Um, he, at one point in time, he said, you know, if you can't figure this out and it's causing you so much stress, I'll take it over. And I was like, I don't want you to take it over because you weren't even paying your bills when you could pay your bills before we got married, you know? So, um, you know, so I was like, I will handle it, but it still just stressed me out because I couldn't figure it out. Well, that's a good point because in marriage relationships, usually not all the time, but usually there's one person Mm -hmm. that really has more of an inclination for the finances and the other person doesn't. Yeah. Some rare situations, both have an inclination for the finances and they try to figure it out. And also some rare situations where neither one do and so here's the thing especially if you're in a relationship where neither one want to really want to deal with the finances get somebody in your life involve somebody in your life to help you and and walk with you along the way that's what we you know we established a mastermind group that you were a part of where you're around other people trying to achieve the same goal and it's very important to reach out for help you know as you were talking about that i um pulled up some uh some information you know anxiety is the number one cause of sleeplessness for people uh and arguments within marriages and with spouses. And according to CNBC, at the end of 2022, 63% of the U.S. population was living paycheck to paycheck. That's well over majority. And not only that, but then when you start talking about debt, uh, the U.S. Census and the Federal Reserve in 2021, that's the latest numbers that they have, uh, the average person has over $14,000 in credit card debt, over $58,000 in student loans, over $31,000 in auto loans, and over $200,000 in mortgage loans. So you wonder why we're stressed out? Mm -hmm. And on top of that, get this, on top of that, nearly 70% of people have less than $1,000 in savings. And of those 70%, 45% of them have zero in the bank account. And it's only getting worse as our economy, um, you know, really starts to take a turn for the worse than it has for the last couple of years. Now, um, what I love most about what we do in sharing is we see people able to turn their lives around from anxiety to really allowing it to be an exciting thing, like Tammy was talking about earlier, to be a blessing. So we're going to dig into these steps, and Missy's going to walk alongside us and give her perspective as she's gone along these things. Um, But here's a disclaimer. Uh, We're not going to cover everything, number one, in the show today, and there's just too much to talk about. Um, But we're going to cover the basics, and understand that when I take someone through a process like this, it usually takes months and months and months for them to get to a point where they're completing, getting comfortable, understanding it, and working through it. So it's not a quick fix. And um, and if you have questions, we're not giving financial advice here. We're just giving principles that help you. Um, seek the advice of a trusted financial advisor who can help you out. Uh, that's what we really highly recommend. Walk alongside other people who have been successful in this so you can be successful as well. All right, you versus money. Let's get into step number one, which is just simply developing a positive money mindset. The first thing that we have to realizes that money is simply a tool. It's nothing else. It's simply a tool in our lives and it can help you achieve great things or it can control your life. And we want you to help uh, help it uh, achieve great things. That's why I tell people all the time, tell your money what to do. Don't let your money tell you what to do. Um, Because a lot of times we just have a bad perspective of money because it's always a pain, Missy, like you were talking about. It's always something in the back of your head that's causing you problems and not giving you, um, you know, enjoyment in your process. What does that feel like to you? What was it like for you to get a good mindset of money? Um, It was... I mean, this whole process is just amazing because, yeah, I used to dread any money conversations or anything like that that we had to deal with. And now it's like, oh, 
Now we get to figure out where this money goes. Right, it's or, a, it's kind of a yeah, game it's almost. It's fun. Yeah, it's it's a fun game now, whereas before I just dreaded anything. And it's only a game when you can control it. Yes. And a lot of times people feel out of control because they don't... A lot yeah. of people... And maybe you can address this. A lot of people will stick their head in the sand and they'd rather not deal with it mm-hmm. because they feel it's too painful or too embarrassing to address. But when they start realizing where they're at, a lot of times people feel, realize that they're, it's not as bad as they think. Yeah. And and then it helps them give them courage to move forward. Yes. Yeah, you have to you have to know where you are. You have to take time to get a clear picture of your financial situation and then do anything you can. I mean, even if that means go online and make that $5 payment. Do any little thing that you can. Make it a game, involve your kids, set goals, do all of those things. Um, we set family goals and, and we had a chalkboard wall and we wrote the goals and wrote off debt and got our kids involved, got my boys involved and, and set a goal to go to round one when we hit a certain amount of debt paid off. And we did that and we had a great day at round one <laughs> and the boys were super excited. And, you know, and then we would get them involved and say, Hey, we don't have money in the budget for that this month. Um, but let's, set a goal to do that for next month or things like that just get other people involved and get yourself some accountability like doug was talking about too i mean that's the biggest thing that the mastermind group that we were in um did for us was just give us accountability too and and once we got the boys involved they were the accountability for us right they're like mom (laughs) yeah wait a minute what we're not spending money we got to hit this goal i want to go to round one you know so so yeah yeah having a good mindset is our first step here are some questions to gauge your mindset how do you relate to money um do you let it control yourself Do I know what's happening with my money? A lot of people don't even know that. Do I use money as therapy, right? Oh, you know, I'm stressed out. Let's go buy something, right? Or let's go eat something. Um, Or do I use it for a purpose? And And can you honestly say you account for every dollar? This is something I work with with my kids. Do you count? Do you save every single receipt? Because if you don't and you're letting your money control you, then you need to change that mindset. So that's yeah. the number one uh, step. Number two, we're going to go through this one really quick and uh, before we take our next break. But this number uh, two step is to establish your financial priorities like you mm-hmm. talked about. You have to have something that you're you're shooting for. You're carving out like a purpose for your finances. Yeah. What were Missy, what were your priorities when you started out? Well, initially we just needed to be able to breathe and then I was like, you know, we're going to get the debt paid off and we just set little periodic goals and then, you know, eventually we paid off our $131,000 worth of debt, but we just set little goals along the way and and just wanted to be able to breathe. Just making it day to day. Yeah. And what was it like then, you know, before we break, what was it like then, uh, how, how did your kids play a role in this? And not, not from the doing aspect, but from your emotional standpoint as a mom, what did you want for them through this process? I, I wanted them to understand that debt was not the way to go. And the fact that now, like, we get the credit card offers in and they throw them in the trash and they understand that we don't, if you cannot pay for something, we don't need it. Right. That's good. That's good. Good mindset. All right. Uh, We're going to take our next break here. And when we come back, we're going to look at step number three, which is net worth. How do you gauge it? You know, if you want to lose weight, uh, you know, you how do you gauge whether you're losing weight or not? You pop on the scale, right? Uh, we got a great financial scale that we'll reveal to you in the next couple of minutes. You are listening to One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. One Shot, One Life is presented by Lincoln Coin and Bullion, where we respect our clients' privacy. We discourage walk-ins to minimize customer overlap and fully encourage all customers to call us to schedule an appointment. We operate by appointment only to offer our customers a discreet and confidential transaction. You're listening to 1499.3 KLIN. It's time to stop worrying and start winning. This is One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. We are so glad you're here at One Shot, One Life. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, If you want to stay up to date on all that's going on at One Shot, One Life, I highly recommend that you join our email community of over 10,000 people strong. Each week, we'll send out an email for you and share information about past shows, links to our podcasts, updates, and much more. Uh, To get on that list, simply go to one shot one 
Life.com. You can scroll to the bottom of the page and add yourself to the community. Well, we've been talking about money today. It's my one of my favorite subjects to talk about because it can be such a benefit in people's lives. And once people realize that, there is a, I tell you what, there's a relief that comes over them that is like none other. Uh, I call my system You Versus Money. It's an eight-step game plan to help you win with your personal battle against finances and money. Step number one is to develop a positive mindset. Step number two is to establish your financial priorities. We're going to talk about step number three in a second. Uh, if you missed the first two segments, all you have to do is check out our podcast when we're done. You can go to any podcast platform you love and search One Shot, All One Word, One Life, All One Word and not only check out today's shows but you can check out all the previous shows as well well our guest today is missy girdlestone a good dear friend of mine she's walked through this whole process of going from just feeling like you're drowning uh in debt and it causing you just such strife in your life to now it's just a freedom and a benefit and missy you've uh I, thank you for being transparent and sharing with us because that's where we're at we want to be real with people and understand that that finances are difficult well step number three in this process that we talk about is getting a clear picture of your financial situation and like i said before we took a break if you want to lose weight what do you do you hop on the scale to see what you're doing either you're going to lose weight or not it's pretty apparent right well i've got a tool that most people never talk about in finances and i think it's important to understand right away from the shoot to gauge whether you're being successful or not and it's your net worth statement and it sounds like a big word but it's not it's just basically how much are you worth either you're worth something or you're worth you know nothing right and i tell people all the time if you want to gauge your success and get motivated to keep working on your finances month after month after month Grow your net worth. If you're paying off debt, if you're getting in a budget, if you're starting to save up some money, guess what? You're going to be worth more tomorrow than you are today. So net worth is very simple. All you have to do to find out your net worth is to take your assets, everything that you own. That could be savings, investments, house, cars, whatever it might be. And then you subtract your liabilities. That would be anything like credit card debt, mortgage debt, student loan payments, whatever it might be. Subtract those two things. And hopefully you have a positive number, right? And here's the funny thing. A lot of people are, are very afraid when I work with them to do the net worth statement right out of the chute. They're like, oh my goodness, it's going to be horrible. But a lot of times they are pleasantly surprised that it's not as bad as they thought. Missy, what was it like when you first went through? I was not a fan. You know, I was not a fan of the net worth Why statement. Not? Because, I mean, you're right. It wasn't as bad as, bad as I thought it was going to be, but I... It again, it wasn't where I wanted it to be, and it was just hard to see how right. bad we had dug ourselves into a hole. And so I was just not a fan of that. But now I get it. Now it's fun. You know, now it's fun to see that our finances are changing every month and things are improving and, yep. and all of that. But you got to just start. You got to just see where you are and just keep going and see things change every single month. So, so I want to encourage if you're listening today, find your net worth today. Do it. Mm -hmm. Go at list yep. piece of paper. It's very simple. And one side put assets and write down all your assets and how much they're worth. On the other side, liabilities, subtract them and find out how much you're worth. I highly recommend that you calculate your net worth every single month. So at the end of the month, after your bank accounts close, your investment statements come in, you just do, I do it every single month. I've been doing it for years now. And I'm able to go back and look and see where we came from. And it just is such an encouraging motivation to keep moving forward. All right, let's move on to our next step, step number four. This is where most people struggle. All right, this is with a, the the step where most people just have they're like what do i do and it gets so confusing at times but it's establishing a practical and easy to implement budget i know it's everybody's favorite word budget <laughs> they hate budgets but here's the thing budgets are the plan they're a proven plan to help you get your money under control and start telling it what to do and not allowing it to tell you what to do. Very simple. This is an easy process, but it's hard for people. You got to get a piece of paper, right? And you got to say, all right, what are my expenses? I tell people to go through your debit card statement, your checking account statement, um, your um, credit card statement as well, and find out what do you spend in every area of your life, your housing expenses, your clothing expenses, your food expenses, your all those things. And then you you have to start getting it under control. How much money do I have coming in? And then how much that's how much I have to spend. And then you start implementing that within your budget, right? So Missy, like when you started looking at your budget, what was the one category that you were shocked about that you were spending so much money in? 
Groceries for sure. <laughs> food. Oh my goodness. Always, it's always food. It's always, yeah. I had no idea. And then, you know, once we started, once we set a limit for that and actually started going grocery shopping instead of going to the store every day to pick up what we needed that always included extra things, then we could stay within that budget. But I was just so amazed at how much we were spending on food. Yeah, you have to categorize everything out. When I work with people, food is number one. Mm -hmm. And here's the reason why it's number one. Most people don't know how much they're spending on food. Right? Because they'll go through, they'll put it on their credit card, they'll put it on their debit card, they don't save the receipt. Hint, hint, save your stinking receipts, all right? And then they just let it go. And then finally, when they actually go back and say, oh, my goodness, this is how much I spent. So one of the, one of the things that I recommend everything, every, every single time I work with somebody right away, get a box. I just want you to get a box. And you're going to throw every single receipt in that box. Every one. Every one, Doug? Every one. All right? Well, here, here's a funny thing. People always, what, what? They go to Amazon, right? They order online. I don't have a receipt. Yes, you do. It's just in your email. Print off your email receipts. Every receipt that you get. Then you get a box, and we've got boxes at home. You would throw every receipt in there. Why? Because then you can pull that out after a month and say, all right, what did you spend all of last month on these areas? Now you have a good picture of what you spend. Then you can start budgeting, saying, all right, within the food area, we're only going to spend X amount this month, and that's all we're going to spend, right? Now you have a good picture of that. So here's my rule of thumb uh, for the areas of spending. It's one, two, three, four. That's why I say it's easy as one, two, three, four. 10%, so one, get this. One is 10%, two is 20%, all right? 10% needs to go to giving. That's just my philosophy or principle. 20% needs to go to savings. 30% of your income can be spent on housing and housing expenses. And then 40% of your income can then be uh, spent on general expenses, living expenses, other expenses. That's a 100% budget. And if you can live within those areas, it'll give you a good step uh, to really make that progress as you budget. Missy, in, in regards to your budget, just kind of give us an idea of what was, you know, what was the most difficult thing about it and what tips did you use to really help you stay on track? Um, I know you say pen and paper, Doug. I, <laughs> I know, I know. You know how we are, but... I I always use a spreadsheet just because I'm on the computer all of the time. But the first, the, the first time, I always yeah. tell people write it down. Write it down, and then after and we that, did that, and then I would just use a spreadsheet and keep track yes. of everything on there. So find find what works for you. Yep. Do an app. Do a spreadsheet. Do pen and paper. Just find a system that works for you. And track everything. And Doug, I forgot what the question was. No, because, and that was good. Because, like, what yeah. was what was a good tip for helping you stay on track? Yeah, with and your so vision? I I did that with the spreadsheet, and I would track everything that way, and every week, and then I would make it a game of for myself because I had to make this fun along the way. And yep. so if I didn't spend a certain amount in a week, then I would make, like I said before, the five dollar payment to Discover that week extra or whatever just to to make it fun so the goal listen close the end goal of a budget is very simple to have extra money left over at the end of the month Mm -hmm. because now you have money to do things that you want to get done Mm -hmm. pay off debt save for an emergency fund um, pay for college education whatever but if you don't have money left over at the end of the month guess what you ain't going to do those things and those Things that you know you should do are going to turn into needs, and it's going to hurt your family impact. You're not going to be able to sleep at night. You're going to worry about it all the time. All right. Mike Campbell is in the studio audience. He's uh, um, Johnny's best friend. That's right. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, but, Mike, you've been sitting here kind of as a, you know observer. I love it when you come in. We have a little yeah. studio audience. But you talked about when you and your wife uh, were getting on a budget. How did you go about staying on track? Yeah. So when my wife, Shelby, and I, when we lived here in Lincoln, um, she actually had she had done research and had found uh, the uh, method of using envelopes. Yep. And so that was what we did is she would go through and she would work out our budget for every month. And then she would write down, you know, utilities on an envelope. She'd write down gas on an envelope. She'd write down like, you know, entertainment or yep. fun yep. on an envelope. And, and it was nice because with the cash, like you were saying before the show, you know, you go through that envelope and once it's empty, then you know, you can't spend any more. So, 
it's a lot better than having the card and swiping the card and then, you know, realizing that you spent more than what you, you know, had money for. Right. So it's a forced way of budgeting. Yeah. And it's the only way that for a lot of people will actually work because the credit card is too easy. Yeah. You just pull it out. Oh, I don't have money for that. I'll just pay for it. Rather than staying disciplined enough, yeah. which is hard. I know it's hard. I know it's hard, but here's the thing. What's harder? You staying up at night, getting anxious and losing sleep and destroying your relationship or getting disciplined with your finances and find a way out and then down the road, find out it's a great way to really be have fun in your life to be able to yeah. do the things that you want to do what's harder you know and so i just want to encourage you take the time to be disciplined enough with your finances so uh, with your budgeting as we wrap this up mike um what was what's a good tip you could share with our listeners that for you i mean obviously you'd use the 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 envelope system but how can you how can people stay on track um i mean it's going to sound really cliche, but the just stick with it because mm -hmm. it's really hard. Like, I mean, Shelby and I have fallen off it several times. Like, you know, we'll start doing it and then we'll kind of be like, oh, yeah, we're ahead. And then we'll kind of get lax with it. So just stick with it, like, because it's it doesn't take much like you. You think that you're doing fine. And so you stop doing it and you think you've got a good habit going. And then, you know, so I would say stick with it. And it ends up being worth it. Yep. It's nice to not have to worry about money. So. Yeah. And you've, and so you had a spouse to help walk alongside yeah. you through yep. the process. If you don't have a spouse, find somebody, find somebody that will encourage you, hold you accountable, understand your situation. That's why I believe one of the, the best chapters in my book is about success partners, people that will walk alongside you because I've seen it make a huge difference in people's lives, achieving vital life priorities, just like you said, Mike, with your wife. So thank you so much for sharing yeah. that. I really, thank really you. appreciate it. Well, here's the thing. When you get your budget under control and you have extra money at the end of the month, guess what? You get to do stuff with that money. We're going to we're gonna break out uh, some of the key things that you can do in the next several principles of uh, you versus money. What are you going to do with that money? Because it's really going to help you out down the road. We're going to take our final break here. And when we come back, we'll look at those specific steps. Uh, and they're really fun. I tell you what, once you have extra money, it becomes a lot more fun in your life. And there's a lot less stress as well. You are listening to One Shot, One Life on Lincoln's number one news and talk station, 1499.3 KLIN. One Shot, One Life is presented by Lincoln Coin and Bullion. Buying and selling precious metals such as silver, gold, platinum, and palladium. We buy and sell coins and bills, both domestic and foreign. You're listening to 1499.3 KLIN. Helping you tap into the power of the ultimate success formula to win at anything in life. This is One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. Thank you so much for joining us today. We love having you with us. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. We want to thank our title sponsor, Lincoln Coin & Bullion. They're awesome. They've been my trusted precious metals dealers for well over 10 years. And you've probably, you know, seen on TV or heard a lot on the radio or even seen on the Internet uh, people really starting to highlight gold and silver and why it's important to have that in your portfolio. Um, if you don't know where to go, I like everything else I teach, go to a place where there's a proven plan. And Lincoln Coin & Bullion is that. They will help you understand how to buy and sell uh, gold, silver, platinum, and palladium. Um, and also, if maybe you've got some, like I had some people reach out to me this last week where they had some inheritance uh, coins and gold and stuff that came into them and they didn't know what to do. Go to Lincoln Coin and Bullion. They will be honest with you. Uh, they'll, they'll walk along the journey with you. The cool thing about them is they only deal with you through appointment only because they want to make sure they give you their full attention. So to make an appointment, call them up at 402-327-2853, 402-327-2853. And to get more information, you go to the website at LincolnCoinandBullion.com. I love them all. Uh, they do a super job. And if you go in or you call them up, tell them that you heard about it on One Shot, One Life. All right. Well, today we've been talking all about money, you versus money, my eight-step plan to help you win your battle against money. In the first several segments, we talked about the first few steps. Step number one, develop a positive mindset for money. Step number two, establish your financial priorities. And step number three, get a clear picture of your financial situation. In the last segment, we talked about one of the most difficult things for most people is establishing a practical and easy-to-implement budget, uh, which I thought was really great. Mike shared some tips. Missy shared some tips on what they've gone through. All right. We're going to look at the uh, um, the last couple of steps here that really can help people uh, establish the fun part 
of having money because when you have a budget, the goal is to have excess cash. And when you have excess cash and you can do things with those. So the next step is really um, start to save an emergency fund of at least two thousand dollars. Most people don't even have enough to to cover if there's, you know, uh, something that goes wrong. The car goes bad, the furnace goes out, uh, you have to go to the emergency room, whatever it is, and then they refer to their credit card statement. So you're going to hear a lot of um, people out there in the finance world say save up $1,000. I say $2,000. Here's why. $1,000 might have worked five years ago, 10 years ago. Guess what? Um, in today's day and age, most things, if your car goes out or something, appliance goes bad, it's not a thousand bucks. It's a lot more than that. Missy, how important is a, um, you know, emergency fund for you and your family? Um, when all three appliances in our kitchen, (laughs) I remember that that's right. The $2,000 was vital. So (laughs) yes, um, I encourage the $2,000 as well. And again, I've said over and over and over, make it fun one thing that my husband and I did is we would, anytime something would come up, we would try not to dip into the $2,000 emergency fund and see if we could figure it out another way so that we wouldn't have to rebuild the $2,000 emergency fund. So it was kind of a game that we would play anytime something would come up is could we find another way to fix this? That's a good point. And you know, Mike was sharing about the envelope system. Tammy and I did that as well. One of the things I work with with people, they don't they don't know, know that they can actually do, and we work with that are kids we do it personally ourselves we have several different bank accounts we have a bank account for all the income that comes in and major expenses um you know that we have um you know electric bills um that type of thing that we pay well for with a checking account we've got a specific savings account that's just for emergency fund we don't even touch it because it's available to you and and it's easily accessible guess what happens you end up spending it you know we've got another uh checking account just for things that we want to save for that we want to do we got a big trip coming up later this fall uh those big expenses that we have paying for college whatever it might be um so you can have checking accounts for every category like mike has you know for um the envelope system you can do that uh at the and they'll do that for you you can check everything it's accessible just through your app um, that way it, basically what it does is it's like the digital envelope system it helps you stay on track so I just wanted to highlight that because I think it's really important um, thank you so much for sharing about the the emergency uh, plan because uh, most people don't understand like when something does bad does happen what are you gonna do and for most people like when you didn't have an emergency fund what did you do when things would happen again just stay up at night and figure it out i mean just <laughs> not sleep and worry about it until we figured out a plan so did you like with the emergency plan money that you have now how did you save specifically for that where did you keep it because people always say where should i keep that money should i have it invested or I, not no i just we just have it in a separate bank account that's yep. not easily accessible no so debit we card don't, just so, a, yeah no. we don't have a debit card we have to go there and get it if we need it and and that's it yep good all right well the next step then is once you have that emergency fund set up we want to save for three to six months of living expenses that's step number seven uh start preparing to send people like six months of living expenses i'm a I'm t- fellas if you're listening and you're married just want to tell you something if you have three to six months of living expenses set aside and you share that with your wife they're gonna love you because there is security in that. There's security and relief in that process. Now, Missy, talking about this, and I know it's a lot of time people at first are like going, how can we save this much money? But when you start saving extra money from your budget, you can do this. What's this like for you? How? It, how what's, what does it mean to you and your family to have extra money so, like that set aside? It is so nice seeing just different things that have happened to people around me and and with, you know, health things and everything else just knowing that if something happens we have the security to know we're okay yeah it's it's a big deal yeah Uh, and it's a relief factor Mm -hmm. it really is (laughs) it's just a total relief when you have that set aside here's a couple of tips first tip in the area of really when you want to you know save up three to six months of living expenses set up like we said before a separate savings account just for this fund all right and once you've met your goal keep it there don't touch it. Don't feel like you have to have it invested in high, you know, mutual funds or anything like that. Just keep it there because you never know when you're going to need it. Here's the next tip. In advance, listen close, in advance, set up for the rules for the only time that you're going to take money out of this account and stick with it. 
So in other words, you know, you say, well, what, when, when is it an appropriate time to actually dip into this fund? Because it's there for a reason. If you have a major illness that comes out, you know, that, that, that money is there to cover that. If you get laid off of a, uh, you know, of a job, you have money there. We're going to pull from that. Maybe you get to a point where you're saying like Tammy, she wanted to stay home. Um, once we reached that level, she was able to stay home. If we had any other expenses on top of that, we would, you know, utilize those funds with the parameters that we set. But here's the thing. If you take it out, what, Missy? You have to build it back up. Put it back in. That's right. <laughs> you got to put it back in. So, um, you know, now that we've got to this point, you know, I know that you've been able to get a car recently. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be able to have these extra funds available now that you've got money saved up, living expenses saved up? Now you can do some of the things you've always wanted to do. Yeah. I, guys, we were in such a dark hole for so long. And this past year has just been amazing. Like, just to give you an example of a couple of the things that we've done, we were able to put a down payment on a house. We bought a couple new to us cars in the past year. We've bought furniture and so much more. And so if we can do that, you can do that. Just start. Just follow these steps. Um, find somebody to hold you accountable. Those kind of things. Um, because... I could never have imagined that life could be this way. Mm. I'm so much less stressed. I don't have problems sleeping at night. I don't worry about these things because I know we're good. I know we have savings. So just start today. Love it. Love it. Well, step number eight, the final one is to set up uh, steps for investment for your future. And that's obviously, you know, that's where you want to get somebody else involved to really help you out uh, for your future plans and your future finances. Missy, you know, at the end of every show, uh, we ask the multiplier question. I'm going to ask you because you've, uh, you've shared so much wisdom with us today. What's one thing that you wish you had known earlier in life that would have made a greater impact on you and those around you? Yeah, Um. I feel like financial security is so much more important than anything that money could buy. And I just wish that I knew that sooner. Mm. You're, you know, you work in the accounting, uh, an accounting firm, you deal with payroll and and taxes. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're right in the middle of tax season. We've got just a minute left here. What's one thing that you see people do uh, from a tax perspective that, you know, can help us out that's pretty destructive? Yeah. Don't dip into your investments, guys. Don't dip into your retirement or investments. Leave those alone. You're going to need them later. Love it. Well, Missy, thank you so much. You provided so much great uh, encouragement, tips, and also um, just your transparency is going to help a ton of people with their finances. So thank you for joining us on the show today. Absolutely. All right. Well, if you'd like to listen to the podcast of this show or previous shows, you can find them at KLIN.com and on all podcast platforms. Simply search One Shot, All One Word, and One Life, All One Word, on your favorite podcast service. You can also catch the video playback on Facebook at KLIN, uh, 1400KLIN, and also at OneShotOneLife.com. Well, we want to thank today's guest, Missy Girdlestone, and also special thanks to my producers, Kenny Larrabee and Johnny Cadillac, and also Mike Campbell. Thanks for coming in. Until next time, take full advantage of your amazing one life and make every single day count. Thank you for listening to the One Shot One Life Show. Visit OneShotOneLife.com to get a free download of our theme song. While you're there, learn how to connect with Doug on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Go there now. OneShotOneLife.com. And listen every Saturday morning at 11, right here on 1499.3 KLIN. One life.